Hello, everyone, and welcome to the home of growth. We're all about the growth um, uh, series. Have you have you tried to change something in your life? And quite quite simply, it just didn't work. Or maybe you have tried changing your life and it just didn't work for you. So you begin to question whether it's even possible. Or maybe you have decided that this is the way things are and this is the way you are. So you're kind of like given up on the personal development and personal growth. However, you watch videos like this just out of a habit. Hi, my name is Coach Ted and I am a neurotransformational result coach and a founder of a learning pretzel uh, coaching platform. And today, together with my very dear friend, Miriam Baldwin, we're going to talk you through how you can create a change and how to do a personal inventory to find the clarity, the awareness, so you can actually shoot at the right target. Miriam, welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Ted, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Miriam Baldwin. I'm the author of Caregiver 2.0 From Burnout to Powerhouse. I'm a coach as well and a caregiver advocate, and I can't wait to pour into you. Beautiful. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited because I think that in this video, we might just find something. So guys, stick around and make sure that you, you know, pop in a comment, whatever resonates with you, whatever you're watching from is in the morning, evening, we'd love to hear from you. This is really a channel where we want to make sure that this is a dialogue, not a monologue. So we love hearing from you because that helps us bring a content that you find helpful. And I think that if you stick around, you might just find that there's actually a formula and a solution to find out where do you go and how do you go about change. Miriam, I don't know how about you, but for me, when I embarked on the personal development journey, I found working through a lot of resistance, right? Mm -hmm. And I was resisting change. And I mean, I didn't really know where to start and I didn't know how to go about it. And I didn't know what to do. And when I was trying to do it on my own, I was just shooting in a, in, a, in a blind spot, right? Like I was just shooting in the air. I didn't know what was going on, right? Hello, we can relate. And I think it's important. And I want to stress this, that, you know, the two of us are just like everyone who's watching or listening to this channel, right? Like, yes, okay, we're coaches and we're just in a different place in our life. But at the end of the day, we all started as the same human that we all have in common, right? Yep. We just learn how to navigate through it. Miriam, if you were to tell me what was your biggest resistance to actually do the personal development work? My comfort zone was very comfy, Dad. Mm. I didn't want to leave my comfort zone. I, I was afraid of the unknowing on the other side. Mm. And that is such a powerful thing, because I think that when we even look at the comfort zone concept itself, right, like when you think that where you are, what you know, where you have within your control is the comfortable, then if this is comfortable, then what's out there mm -hmm. that's uncomfortable, right? If this is safe, then that's dangerous. Yeah. And I think that the concept of it, sorry, the concept of it, where we think about the comfort grow, uh, about the comfort zone and all of those aspects of it, I think that that's what keeps people perpetuating the cycle. And the message that I really want to send through this, through this video and through this, through this recording is that, yes, 
comfort zone is where you have a full control of everything that's happening and when you know what's familiar and when you can only repeat what you already know and what you already do. And if you do want to change something in your life, but actually hold on a second, before I say that, to all of you watching and listening this video right now, I want to ask you a question. If I told you that in 10 years time, you're going to be in exactly the same space in your life, that you're going to feel the same way, you're going to think the same thoughts, you're going to be experiencing the same things, basically very little is going to change. All of the discomforts you're experiencing and the challenges you're experiencing, they might either get bigger or they might change the shape, but they're going to be the same. If I told you that in 10 years time, you're going to be experiencing the same things you're disliking and not enjoying about your life, would you choose to stay where you are or would you take a step to change it? And I really want you to be honest with yourself. Do you think that you would be happy with your life in 10 years time if nothing changed? Mm, ouch. Right? It is ouch. But I say these words because I know what's possible. And I don't say that because we're trying to trick you onto something, but just because we know how many people get stuck and live miserable lives, facing the challenges, repeating all of the misery over and over again. And we know that your soul wants to be free. We know you want to be happy. We know you deserve a good life. You've put it on the shelf. You've probably labeled it as not for me, not possible, but it is absolutely possible. And our intention with this video is just to equip you with some more, some form of a framework where you're going to be able to actually examine what is it that you're going on? What's, what, what, what is really going up for you, yeah. right? And whatever is true, it's true. And I invite you to be absolutely honest. Miriam, let me tell you this, because as we, as we spoke about it in the preparation for this video, right? Like we want to make sure that it's as relatable and as easy for, for yeah. everyone to relate to it, right? Mm -hmm. And you've kindly agreed to actually go over your challenge so we can break it down for people so they can, yeah. um, they can see it, right? Um, if we were to look at it from a perspective of what was the outcome, right? Like what was actually happening that you were struggling with? I was afraid to ask for help that. Mm. I was so afraid to ask for help. And why were you needing this help? I was a caregiver to my husband, right? Many of um, um, the people around me know that I was a caregiver to my husband and caregiving is very challenging, you know? And I needed help so I could take care of myself, but I was afraid to ask for help and I was afraid to accept help. Right. Right. That's the big part there, right? It's not only about asking, but it's also about receiving, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we want to look at this, <clears throat> when we want to look at this concept, right? So I want all of the listeners and the viewers just to really think about it. Like, what is it? What is the biggest challenge that you are having, right? What is the biggest challenge that you are having? And because we very often hear that oh it's about willpower it's about this it's about that 
But the truth is that a lot of it is like really surface level and it just talks to the symptoms. And in my personal deep, deep belief and conviction through the years of my work and through my professional career is that unless you get into the roots and find you know, where the wound is, where the challenge really lies, where it stems from, the chances of you resolving it are very slim. So myself and Miriam, on the example of Miriam's challenge in the past, we want to show you how you can actually investigate what is happening so then you can identify where to look at and where to start working, right? Shall we get a go? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. So before any before any outcome, on the contrary to a popular belief that, you know, things are just created and then the rest of it falls after, it is actually the other way around. It's a reverse engineer. So we want to guide you through this step, how every behavior and how every outcome is actually created. So let's start with the trigger. I love that. I think that triggers as uncomfortable as they are, they are an invitation to explore. Mm. And when we explore the triggers, what is it that triggers you in this particular context? You are opening yourself a gate to a whole different area of yourself that can really come with a lot of empowerment. So looking into your example, Miriam, being afraid to ask for help and, and not wanting to receive it, right? Or being afraid. What was the trigger for you, right? So what was happening that made you really face this challenge of, you know, not yeah. asking for help and not receiving help? When would that happen? Well, it happened when people asked me the simple question, Miriam, do you need help? Simple question, Ted. Maria, yeah. do you need help? And how often we would look at it as an insignificant and we wouldn't even recognize it as a trigger, right? And it's just the fact that somebody asked you if you needed a help started to started the process for you, right? Yeah. So going further. So the next once we experience a trigger, there's usually about a, a judgment, right? So we have a judgment about this trigger. And that judgment very often can be, you know, either an opinion or maybe a memory or something like that it gets really triggered. So, so what, what was the judgment that you remember if you were to go back in time mm -hmm. to that Miriam who really was afraid, you know, of asking for help and receiving help? What was the judgment about that question that you had? They will think I'm weak. <laughs> that I can't take care of my uh, husband, mm. that I'm not capable to take care of him. Right. And that is a, such, a, such a powerful, powerful hint to, to experience. So once you've, once you've had that judgment, then we judgment triggers story, right? So once we've made the judgment, then we activate the story that we have written in our life, right? And for those of you who don't understand the concept of the story is that when we go through experiences in life and we learn from them and whether the learning is 
good or bad or positive or negative, whatever it is, we create a story, which is this internal explanation, right, of what's happening and all of the reasoning, all of the whys and all of that. So what story was launching for you after that judgment, Miriam? So what happened is that I, because of the judgment, I thought, Miriam, even though you're exhausted, even though you are tired, you have to keep going. Mm. Keep going, keep going. And that's what I, you know, told myself, you have to keep going, you can't stop. And you if know, you didn't, and if you didn't keep going, what would be the story? The story would be that I would have to ask for help. Right. Right. And asking for help equals, what does it mean? That they will think that I'm weak. Right. right? That they will think that I'm weak and that I am not capable of taking care of mm. my husband. So I kept going. I kept going. That's what happened. I can't be seen as weak. I can't be seen as vulnerable. I can't ask for help, right? I'm a super hero. Right, super hero, a... <laughs> that's right. So when we launch into those stories, the stories then dig into our emotional archive. And many people think that what happens triggers the emotion, but it's actually the other way around. When we launch into the story, we dig into the archive and bring to the surface all of the emotions we have attached to this story. So Miriam, what emotions, like how did you feel when that story was playing in your head? I was scared, to be honest. I was scared. I felt intimidated, um, sad. Also, those were all emotions that I felt, you know. I feel you. Yeah. And I hear you. And I'm sure that the listeners can relate to that as well, at least to some extent. So guys, show some love to Miriam in the in the comments there. And thank you so much once again for agreeing to this and, and, and sharing so vulnerably and so openly. Yeah. And so as a result of that, you were afraid to ask for help yeah. and you were afraid to receive help because in itself it would equal to pretty much admitting that you're weak right and i think that this is where a lot of the struggle when it comes to change uh, comes in because when we want to change and when we want to take an ownership of a change in our life, it equals to many people that we accept a blame, mm -hmm. right? That we surrender, that we that that we that by 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 wanting change, by going into it and acknowledging what has happened, that we are actually saying that we are doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. And that is a such a strong trigger to shame and to guilt oh. and to that, you know, insecurity and a fear of visibility, because when you are afraid of admitting it, then you're scared of being seen as such. Right. Yes. And I can tell you that it, it was it was an awful feeling. I can mm -hmm. tell today I can talk about it, but it's 
it wasn't easy to talk about it. And I know that I'm not alone. Absolutely. Right? Right. And I think that it's such an important point that you're making in here, Miriam, because it's it's incredibly it's incredibly liberating to know that you're just not on your own on this journey. And for all of you watching and listening here, we just want to make sure that you hear this. You hear this, that you are not on your own, that our stories can vary that our stories can be very different and can have different details, but we all have a human in common. We all have human in common that sometimes it's scared, that sometimes our internal programming, how we were raised, how we were experiencing our life was so different, but we all have a human in common. Yeah. And myself and Miriam, the intention is here to bring the light. And as we've mentioned before, it's not about us being somewhere there and being different. We're just people, we're people just like you. We've just learned how to navigate through it. And today, professionally, we help people to go through it. And because we understand that there's a lot of resistance, because we understand that there's a lot of darkness around this subject, because we know that people very often try to do it by themselves and they don't succeed and they draw those conclusions that it's not for them and it's not possible. And I want you to throw this into a bin. Your soul wants to be happy. Your heart wants to be fulfilled. Your entire life is worth so much more than those challenges that you're living. We are here for such a short amount of time and living and surrendering into all of the challenges. Ask yourself if this is how you want to live in 10 years. Right? I never want to go back. Never. And I, and I think that the biggest, the biggest thing that we want to share with you as well is that when you when you are embarking on it, it can be scary. It can be very intimidating. You can question yourself. And because we are stepping outside our comfort zone, we very often think we're going in the wrong directions because things aren't going the way we thought they would. But what I want you to know is that when things get challenging, when things get uncertain, when things get a little bit strange where you really don't know everything, that means you have stepped out of your comfort zone and you're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, including myself, are judging this path. We're judging this path because we think that we know how it should look like, but you can't. You can't know how it looks like. So to help you with this, we want to offer you something. We have created this exercise, which is called an inventory of self. And through this exercise, watching this video, you will be able to explore exactly what is happening and how this challenge is manifesting in your life. All of this that we were talking about happens in a split second. It's so much faster than we can even notice. We don't pay content, con conscious attention to it and it happens in our unconsciousness. So to help you break it down, we have developed a set of questions that you can go through and find out where is it that you are not helping yourself? Where is it that you are actually creating more resistance for yourself? Miriam, 
when we think about the first steps of creating a change, what would you say was your first biggest step to create the change? I had to give myself permission to succeed that. Mm. I had to give myself permission to change and succeed. Right. And it's so interesting because I remember that when I when I dove into it, it's so funny because originally we all think we are afraid of a failure, mm. right? And we think of failing, we think of making, of doing it wrong, of being wrong, right? And we want but to- what is wrong? That. Yeah, what is wrong? And I, I also wanted to add this there that I had to give myself permission to ask people for help. Right. And that is an internal permission that can only happen if you do the internal work, if you find out what is the obstacle, because without it, and here's, here's I, like, write it down. If you have a pen, write it down for yourself. What I'm just about to say was one of the biggest breaking concepts, you know, for me, that the internal permission, the internal permission we are talking about is not just saying it to yourself out loud, is shifting within your beliefs and within the judgments that you can. So the question really is, do you believe you can change? Do you believe you deserve a better life? Because the beliefs that we are talking about are like a traffic warden, right? On a busy yeah. junction. It's like a traffic warden. The belief system stems what you're going to give yourself the internal permission to and what you're not going to give yourself an internal permission to. So if you do believe that you're capable of doing something, the warden is going to show you green light and it will help you do it. If you don't believe in it or if you believe that it's quite the opposite, then you're going to get a red light. And no matter how hard you try and on the contrary to this popular, you know, praised willpower, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Can I add something, Ted? Sorry sure. to interrupt. I'm happy you brought this up. You know what also helped me? What is it? Looking at myself in the mirror and asking myself, what are you going to do for you? Mm. That was very confronting. I hear you. And feeding, feeding my brain with, you know, positive thoughts. Mm. And on, I want to, I want to piggyback on that just for a second as we get close to the wrap up. But I just want to say this: be one of the biggest shifts for me was really to start working on my language. And I will be very honest here, like language wasn't just what changed, you know, things for me, but the way I started speaking to myself and noticing how I speak to myself, how I talk about the challenges, how I talk about myself, how I talk about mm -hmm. possibilities was working as the trigger for me to open up the gate to say like, oh, hey, look, maybe like, okay, so there's a belief. And one of the first things that I would say you can implement is just to investigate what do you say to yourself following I am statements? Because whatever you say 
after I am is an affirmation. And affirmations are very, very powerful, but they only solidify the beliefs we already have. So if you're trying to change yourself by using affirmations and saying like, oh, I am beautiful, I am successful, I am glamorous, I am attractive, I can, I am worthy of help, I am worthy of this, beautiful. However, if that doesn't match your internal belief system, you might as well be saying habala habala hakuna matata because it's going to have the same effect right and it's great practice because it helps us challenge this this good energy which is great but the reason why for me it was really powerful to investigate the way i was speaking to myself and i was talking about the language is because when i was saying when i was trying to manifest through affirmations that i am worthy that i can i am calm that i am productive that i am this that i am that whatever i was trying to affirm when i didn't it made me feel like crap mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that perpetuated the cycle because deep down my belief system was like yeah dude you say what you want but we don't believe in that so that's a hard no boom stamp yeah and that perpetuates the cycle so then we start creating you know then we start procrastinating then we start sabotaging ourselves because what you need to know is procrastination and like all sabotaging behaviors are protections and if you do not speak in a positive way to yourself if you don't create and i and i don't mean extreme positivity because extreme positivity can be toxic <laughs> but maybe your little shift is going to be from i can't to i could maybe that little change maybe is going to start rewiring you that from i can't you're going to move to i could i see it as possibility I see that it is um, available and just make a micro steps because the thing is we very often want to shift everything like this oh, right from, from zero to a hundred right we want to go from not having something to having something or from having something to not having something and what you really need to understand is that it takes a little bit of work and it takes a little bit of time to do that so with this intention we will be launching more and more videos on this channel so please subscribe to the channel make sure that you stay tuned so we can keep you informed and the big news <laughs> yes and in the description of this video we have launched two links one of them is to the free exercise that we can guide you through that you can do on your own and i highly invite you to do it as many times as you want share it with as many people as you can this is free for you from us to help you explore this to get cl clarity to gain that awareness and we have also with miriam created a, a new facebook group which is called the home of growth and the idea behind the home of growth is really to create a safe space where you can join if you will you can ask for help. We will be bringing some experts into that group as well. And you can really just explore what's up for you. Connect it with like-minded like like people. Yeah. Talk to us, ask us questions, you know, and maybe inspire other people. Because the support 
is so incredibly important, isn't it, Miriam? It is, it is. We need support. And we are here to support you. Absolutely. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in, for watching this video. Thank you so much for your attention. We really do hope that this has shined a light of inspiration, hope, and possibility for you. And as always, please keep this a dialogue. We love feedback. We love hearing from you. It helps us create content and come up with things, you know, that we can share with you that are actually helping you. We can share a whole library of things, but it's not important if that's not what you need. So help us provide you with what you need just by staying connected and tuning in. Miriam, before we wrap, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners and the viewers? Yes, of course. Um, please know that your brain listens to what you say. Mm. That's all I want to say. Thank you as for always, tuning in. Yes, and as always, sending you love and good vibes and we cheer for you and we know that things are possible. So make sure that you stay connected and just try it out. Just try it out, see if it works. We promise to bring you as much value as possible. So take care and we look forward to speak to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.